This is the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast. This is your friend, Joey Salazar. And as always, it's a privilege to be able to connect with you through these different episodes. I want to give a special shout out to all those who are subscribing, sharing, encouraging us by sending us messages. We recently received a message from Truly Gabs, and this was on left on as a review on iTunes, and it says, Must Listen Podcast. That was the title in bold. And then it says, Best Podcast Ever. Thank you, Pastor Joey, for always being a great leader and sharing the knowledge of others with the world. Truly Gabs, thank you so much for those encouraging words. And hey, if you ever want to reach out to me directly, you are more than welcome to. My email is joey at journeyorl.com. Again, that's joey at journeyorl.com. And you can send me a prayer request. You can send me uh, you know, an encouraging word. You can send me uh, even some ideas for future podcast guests and, uh, or a question you may have. Whatever the case might be, we'd love to connect with you. Super excited because today we're also uh, in for a treat. Was able to recently connect with a good old friend of mine. Uh, some of you may know I'm originally from Texas, or how I like to say the great country of Texas. But uh, while in Texas, I had a ministry peer or friend. His name is Elias Garza. And uh, they're from the McAllen, which is the south region of Texas. And incredible friend, incredible leader. I remember that him and his dad's church was one of the first churches that actually opened up doors for for our ministry, our beginning ministry to go in and uh, just began to get our feet wet in ministry. And I was just super encouraged. And we actually just hit it off ever since then. And throughout the years, we've been able to work on different projects or events even uh, just together. And even here recently, uh, we was able to go back, fly back to Texas, speak at a youth event uh, for their youth ministry. And uh, him and his wife are just like the best leaders ever. They have two boys. They're pastors. They're counselors. They're encouraging the, the Capital C Church today. Uh, their ministry is Calvary Worship Center, and they have multiple locations in the South Texas area. Just super wise leaders. And I was just really honored to honestly to be able to sit and just bounce some questions off of him. And so now we get to share that with you. And so I want to encourage you to lean in, get something to write with. You're really going to want to write some of this stuff down. But again, thanks so much for tuning in today. Hope you enjoy the conversation and we'll catch you on the next one. Have a great one, everyone. Hey, Mr. Elias, how you doing today? Joey, my brother, blessed, doing well. Uh, thank God everything is is uh, is moving, and that's all uh, that uh, that that's important right nowadays. After being stuck in a pandemic for 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 so long, you know, to get the gears turning again in ministry uh, is is an awesome thing. That is so good. I'm really glad uh, you are tuning in all the way from Texas right now, yes, sir. Uh, where I come from too. I like to say the great country of Texas. <laughs> And, there you go. <laughs> um, that's where we met, man. I know I shared a little bit right before our conversation. I shared an introduction for you, but I think something people don't know is that you and I do go back. Uh, mm-hmm. We worked. We had a chance to work together there in South Texas and serve alongside each other. And so, um, you know, when we launched this podcast and we thought about bringing in guests and friends, uh, you were one of them, man. Who I was like, I need to get this guy on here. And so, thank you for making some time to connect, man. 
No, what an honor for me. And, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, we're going, we're going maybe, you know, 10, 15 years back, right. And, yeah. uh, or, or muscle menos. So it's, uh, it's just great to connect with you again. It's, it's a joy to see what God is doing in your life and, and the life of your family to see your kids growing up. Uh, even if it's from far away is, 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 is pretty awesome. God has been good, uh, to you and to your family. And, and we can see that, uh, seeing a lot of the fruit of your work. So we honor you. you for, for what you've done and what you're doing and what will continue to happen in your life. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, man, why don't you kick us off a little bit with just telling us a little bit more about you or maybe your family, your church and what all you guys are doing down there in South Texas. Well, you know, we are deep South Texas. You know, I, I always <laughs> tell people there's, there's another part of Texas. Uh, there's an, a southern part of Texas beyond San Antonio, right? A lot of people look exactly. at South Texas they're like San Antonio. And no, there's a, there's a lot of us still further down from there. Uh, but we're here in Westlaco, Westlaco, Texas, here in the Rio Grande Valley, um, right in the heart of the valley, I would say. We're, we're, a, we're a city that is uh, strategically located, I think, between uh, McAllen and Harlingen, you know, Brownsville and Rio Grande City uh, and so forth. So we're, we're, we're here, uh, born and raised here by the grace of God. Now, um, you know, um, I was a bivocational pastor for about seven years. Now I'm entering my third year of full-time ministry. Um, you know, so it's been, it's, it's been great. I'm married, my beautiful wife. It'll be 20 years in December. Come on. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll celebrate our 20-year anniversary have two boys. Uh, our oldest is 17 and just driving himself now places. And my youngest, uh, he just turned 13 here in May. Um, wow. And so, yeah, that, that's us. That's our family, our family of four. We call ourselves the guards of four. Come and uh, so, so, you know, uh, that, that's my, my, my familial side there. Uh, executive pastor here at Calvary Christian Center uh, with, uh, with our pastoral staff, including my wife, my parents. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, God has been good. It'll be 10 years of ministry of Calvary Christian Center being in existence here in September. For us Mexicans, Hispanics, right? But Mexican-Americans, uh, you know, yes, he says it's September, but you hear that all the time, right? Well, it just so happened that our launch Sunday, kind of without even thinking about it, no was, way. yes, he says it's September back in 2012. <laughs> so how about that, right? We, we, won't, we won't forget that. Um, but other than that, bro, you know, I, um, I did music for a lot, for a, for a long time. Uh, and now just kind of concentrating on ministry, on, on pastoring, on preaching, teaching and, and all of that stuff. That's so and, good. uh, it's, it's, it's been an amazing journey. That's all I can say. That is so good. I remember, um, I, I remember, uh, I've had the opportunity to, to minister at your church several times. And uh, I remember one of the first times I was I had a chance to minister at your church. You guys had just, I think you had just started the church. You guys were meeting in this mm-hmm. small, uh, like it looked like a mini warehouse. It looked like a, just a small room. And <laughs> that was it. Uh, to see to see where you guys have come from and what God has done. I, I you know, I, we had a chance to minister at a youth event at your church uh, not too long ago, and mm-hmm. and your church is gorgeous. It's beautiful. But what I immediately came to mind was just the faithfulness of God. Like Amen. it's been, it's been, I don't know. You said 10 years, your church. It'll be 10 years in September. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man. And, and, and like you're saying, it's God has been faithful. 
Absolutely, yeah. without the doubt. But I, I want to celebrate you guys because uh, not only you and your wife, but your parents as well, the lead pastors, mm-hmm. because you guys are giving your best too, even in that small room. And I just think right. it, it speaks to uh, the principle of being good stewards. You guys right. did your best with the best you could there. And look at what the Lord has blessed you guys with. You guys have a beautiful building. Your church is growing. Uh, I, I'm just excited for what future God has for you guys. And so. Uh, thank, thank you for your, you. your consistency, man, over the years. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. You know, right now you mentioned something more in that barn, you know, it was a 30 by 40 a stage. It was um, probably eight, eight feet uh, wide by, by 12 feet long. And, um, you know, I was worship leader. My dad was a bass player and we had a drummer. Right. And yeah. it was a garage that my dad used to re- use to refurbish tractors. And, you know, one thing right now that we're talking about this, and if I can mention it really quick, is just, yeah. you know, excellence doesn't have a budget. Wow. Excellence doesn't have a budget. I know a lot of people, and maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but right now what we're talking about this is that you don't have to, you don't have to serve God with excellence when you have a budget for, for ministry, you know, for that the worship so team, for for uh, this or, or for VBS and things. I remember, man, we did VBSs in there with, with just being creative and using whatever resources we are. But we were always trying to give God our, our very best, no matter what what our resources look like. That's um, and, 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 and so, you know, I, I, I praise God for that. And, and, and his word is so true. And right now with, with anyone that's listening, I just, can I just encourage you really quick? And again, maybe I'm jumping at the gun a little bit, but- You're good, um, man. But- you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait to to get to a certain to a certain height per se, or to a certain amount or level of resources or intake for you to give God what He deserves. Wherever wow. you are at the level that you are at, God can can use the, the minimal things, and God can use great things, right? But uh, to never despise um, what you can give at whatever whatever level you are right now, whatever, uh, whatever resource that you have, whatever amount of, of knowledge or wisdom or schooling that you have, God can use you now. And uh, it's just giving God what he deserves from you, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to show that. I love that because I think, and I've even seen this in my life sometimes, and I think we got to fight against it. You know, yeah. we, we can, we, it could be so easy to say, well, man, if I only had more money, or if yeah. I only had more staff, or if I only had a bigger building, or if I only had yeah. the knowledge they had. But one of the things that, that we say here around church often is excellence is doing the best you can with what you have. Okay. Like if all you have is a hundred dollars, hey, do the best you can with the hundred dollars. If all you yeah. can, if all you have is 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 one staff member and 10 volunteers. Hey, do the best you can with what you have. And God has a way of, yeah. of seeing that. Um, and we're not jumping the gun at all, but this is what it's all about. We're having a conversation and, and I'd love to ask, like, dig into that a little bit. Where does that come from in you? Like that attitude and that mindset, was it taught by somebody? Was it just personal conviction or how did, how do you, you know, how did you adopt that into your life? That spirit of excellence and, and what, whatever God would put in your hands. You know, um, I think what, one of my biggest influences uh, concerning that has to be my father. Um, God has also positioned different people in my life uh, that have kind of uh, 
emulated that or have spoken that uh, or have um, given me a, a perspective of that. But I think my, my dad um, has to be uh, the at the top of the list. You know, we, we grew up with very limited resources. Um, and, and this is a perspective that a lot of people have sometimes is that they they equate humility with with poverty. And, and, you know, we, we were, we grew up with uh, very limited resources, you know, even yesterday uh, in our midweek service, I was kind of giving a little bit of, of the experiences of growing up. And I was talking to my uncle at, actually right after service that was saying, you know what, before I go, because I remember going into, uh, into your home and your dad saying, uh, you know, if you're thirsty, there's some water in, in the fridge. And he says that he remembers going into the fridge and just seeing a pitcher of water and a box of baking soda. Um, wow. It, it, but but this is the thing here is that we never, or, or I should say my, my father and his influence and what he taught is you don't let that circumstance dictate um, your, 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 your resolve, your presentation, uh, what you bring to the table. You know, um, you know, nowadays, right. It, it, torn jeans are, are the most expensive things on the market. But you know, I think my dad would say is like, Man, you know, we were we were so embarrassed to wear torn jeans, you know, growing up because, yeah, uh, you, you know, it, it, it was just it was a in a sense a, a sign of the lack of resources, right? But one yeah. of the things is uh, going back to that is like cleanliness. He's like, even even if you're, you you don't have a lot of resources at your disposal, but be clean, be presentable, you know, uh, you know, stand up straight, you know, smile. Maybe maybe at that time, you know, we, we didn't have braces, perhaps. Maybe our teeth were a little crooked, but smile, you know, show <laughs> uh, show the joy of the Lord, show that that you're 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 content and that you are you are living the you know the, the gift of life in a sense. So I think his influence, even growing up, you know, when we were when we were younger, it, it was just that. It's just, you know, it, don't, don't let that dictate who God has called you to be. Yeah, I love that. And now on the flip side of things, now you have a family, now you are a pastor and you lead uh, many, many volunteers. What are some ways that now you pass that on to them? What, what are some things that maybe you do that, that now helps you spread that culture? Because, um, you know, if it's going to become a, a church-wide thing, if it's going to be a family thing, well, it's going to take all mm-hmm. of us buy into it uh, so that we don't have to like wonder what the experience is going to be like today, depending on who's there, right? Like, no, we want to build a culture for our family, for our church that is consistent, that it's excellent. And uh, today I want to, I want to, you know, eventually talk a little bit about teams, but, but what are some things that maybe you do to kind of help teach others on the, the, the spirit of excellence? Right. Well, I, you know, when, one of, um, I know, your mentors, my mentors, although maybe, you know, we don't have conversations with him or, or all that is John Maxwell, right? John Maxwell says that a leader shows the way, knows the way, goes the way, right? Yeah. So I think, I think being the example uh, is, is, is big, right? We have to be the example. We have to show how it's done. We have to grab them by the hand. We have to spend time with them and pour of ourselves into them, right? I, I, so I would think that's one of them. The other one is never lose the sense of gratitude. Wow, I think that 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 allowing gratitude to to take root in in who we are um, holistically, but also just just to grab a hold of our heart and uh, grab a hold of our passion. 
if, we're, if we come with a sense of gratitude, I think that 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 opens up the heart of God over over us, over our ministry, over our leadership, uh, over our influence. You know, it's just being grateful. You know, I don't, I don't. God didn't. I how could I say this? I want to, I want to try to try to hit hit it here. But I think one of the things is I. God didn't have to choose me to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could have been someone else. It could have been, it could have been another person. It could have been, uh, you know, that or, 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 or whatever. Right. Uh, but it gets, it, I get to do it. You know, I get to walk into uh, this beautiful place that God has for us. Now I get to, I get to sit in this chair. I get to, to lead these people. I get to, I get to preach on Sundays. I get to, I get to teach on Wednesdays. You know, these are, I, I get to do this, man. You know, yeah. um, it didn't have to be me. God didn't have to choose me, but, but he did. And, and it, the gratitude in my heart, I think, um, I think that spills over. And I think that's so important for leaders to never lose um, the awe of gratitude, how powerful that truly is, especially in the kingdom of God. Yeah. I love that so much. I think what it reminds me about is the, I have to versus I get to. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's the attitude that we wake up on Sundays or, man, I have to go to another meeting or I have to call these people. Mm-hmm. I have to look up the church. I remember if some of us, man, remember when we were praying for a building, you know what I'm saying? Like, remember, <laughs> remember when we were praying for teams uh, yeah. that now yeah, we yeah. have to counsel and build and train. But remember when we were doing it by ourselves. Yeah. You know, and so I love that you're you're bringing that up because I think absolutely gratitude keeps our heart in a position uh, of humility and yes. that wants us, you know, us serving with the right attitude and the right spirit. And so yeah. that is that is so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me ask you this: you know, this is a leadership a podcast, and I like to just pick people's brains on on the term leadership. And I just wonder what comes to mind when, um, and maybe we've already talked about it a little bit, but what, what are some things that come to mind or how would you define being a leader or leadership in general? Yeah, I, I, I know there, there are, there are hundreds of definitions. Everyone, everyone, I think something kind of just uh, resounds uh, a certain word or certain definition resounds in everyone's heart when we talk about leadership. I mean, you can say leadership is anything from influence to um, mobilization, uh, anything to competency, uh, you know, all, all those all those buzzwords per se. But yeah, if, if we're going to talk about Christian leadership, which which I you know I know we're, we're focusing a little bit more on that, Christian leadership to me is simply servanthood, mm. uh, because of our greatest example, you know, Jesus Christ. You know, in John, if I'm not mistaken, in John chapter 13, uh, when he washes the, the, his disciples' feet, it's, it, it, it's, come on, this is, this is the, this is God incarnate. In other words, a creator coming to his creation and saying, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to make yeah. a way for you. I'm here to, to wash you. I'm here to die for you. It, it's just, it's the epitome of, of, of service. So for a Christian leader, I think that that has to be what is consistently, you know, being bounced around in our, in our, in our mindset is 
not how many people serve me, but how many people can I serve? That's so good. And and I think that that's that's where we need to rest. As Christian leaders, that's where we need to rest. That's where we need to, that's our foundation. That's everything that we do, like you're saying right now. And we pray for these volunteers and and now we get to we get to do life with them. We get to advise them, to counsel them, to mold them, to to give them some DNA, you know. And, and yeah, sometimes there's there's uh, there's there's some conflict resolution that needs to happen. But hey, yeah. we get to do this. This is what we prayed for, right? <laughs> so um, I, I I think it's in a broader sense, maybe it's just moving or developing people uh, from earth to heaven. You know, it's, it's, it's a journey We're we're here on earth and we're, we're serving people. We're leaving a legacy because soon we leave, but but man, we're, we're going to enter a, you know, we're going to enter heaven and, and, and what we want to, what we want to hear, I I believe is good and faithful servant. Yes. That's what we want to hear. You know, whether I was, whether I was a good preacher or not, you know, I, Lord, (laughs) I, I gave it my best, whether I was a good teacher or not, Lord, I gave it my best, but I, I truly want the Lord to say, good and faithful servant. Yes. I love it because servanthood isn't just limited to Sundays either. And right. servanthood isn't just limited to those with the title or not. <laughs> but those, right. you know, if you want, those who want to be great, you know, uh, there's a way to go about it. God's called us to serve like you're talking about. And yeah. uh, I just think of the washing of the feet, man, that was that, that must have been such a powerful moment right there, you know, because what other king, what other leader, what other high person in in, in society is going to get on their knees and wash, you know, the lowest yeah. of the lowest feet, you know, and that's what God is calling us to do. Not necessarily wash our leader's feet per se, but definitely serve them and be yeah. there for them. Um, you know, you've had, you've been in ministry for, for a significant time and you've been, you've been growing and leading so well. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about just teams because um, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever God wants to do uh, in our lives and through our churches, it's going to require a team. Uh, There is no such thing as a one man show, one woman show. We can try, but it'll crush us. We can try and it'll, (laughs) we won't get very far. We won't see God's full dream if it's just one person, but, uh, even right before this particular call, you talked about how you love collaboration and, and that word mm-hmm. right there just kind of like struck something in me because that's what God's kingdom is, right? It's collaboration. Yeah. And I want to just take a few moments to talk about just building teams and recruitment and help having a healthy uh, culture for teams. And so uh, we'll start, for, we'll start with the leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who is maybe thinking like, Hey, no, I can do this by myself. Um, no, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I really need a lot of people. What would you say to them? What would you say to the person who's like, I don't know if I need teams right now? Well, number one, I would tell them, I'm glad you're listening <laughs> because, um, uh, man, we're, God is relational and yeah. we're made in the image of God. We're made to be relational. We're made to have friendships. We're made to have those, those, uh, those, uh, our helpmate, right? Our spouse, you know, our, our, our husband, our, our, our wives, um, our children, which are the heritage of the Lord, Psalms 127, right? And, and so I go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it talks about we are all members of the same body, but we can all be 
the same member of the same body. In other words, there's things that, that God has gifted me with, but there are things that God has gifted you with. And yeah. the other person across the other aisle and, and that person that sits at the, on that corner of the church and that person that, that, that's part of that, 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 that community, that society, everyone brings a gifting and everyone is needed in the body of Christ. And the moment that we, uh, we become self-reliant is, is a moment where we have truly capped or limited what God can do with us, I believe, because uh, we, we need to work in tandem. We need to work uh, with, 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 with people helping us. And, 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 but that has to do with a concept of self-awareness, understanding that, man, I'm capped. There's some things that I just, I don't know. I had someone tell me, once Joey and tell me, hey, you know, I, I noticed that you're not you're not very good, you know, with 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 with, with cars. You know, what what, hap- what would happen if if one day your trans your transmission went out? You know, would you be able to uh, to swap it out? You know, save yourself some money. And I'm like, well, you know what, man, I I just that's that's not my that's not my vocation. Like, <laughs> I don't work on I don't work on cars. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to surround myself with people that can do that that know yeah. about transmissions, that know about, um, you know, changing out, you know, that the, the, the right, the, the bumper, maybe we, you know, what, whatever it would be. <laughs> I have to associate with myself with people that have those strengths because those are my weaknesses. Yeah. And if I can associate them and I know who those connections are, then whenever I need something like that, I know, hey, you know what, this person, so-and-so, I know that you're good at this. I know this is what you do help me out. You know, I, I got, I got wow. the situation happening. So I don't have to know everything. I just have to surround myself with the right people that are going to help me in whatever situation that I'm in. So that's so good. That, that's a, it, we have to surround ourselves with people that do things better than we do. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to be our help. They're going to be our assistants. They're going to, and, and, and then in turn, we will assist them. We will help them because maybe we have our strengths are, are their weaknesses. So yeah. we need one another in the body of Christ. I, I wonder if maybe some of the reasons that sometimes we don't like actively pursue building a team or surrounding ourselves with those people better than us in other areas is because we're trying to compare ourselves. We're trying Oof, to like, yeah. you know, we're, we're leading from a place of insecurity yeah. or we yeah. feel like, Hey, if, if they, what if they get close to me and, and they become better than me or they take right. my role you know, and I think I love what you were talking about that. Hey, we're all part of the same body and we all serve a different function. Right. You know, and we all have different gifts. Absolutely. I mean, how boring would it be if every church was the same church, you know, or every preacher would be the same preacher, every teacher would teach the same way. Uh, you know, I was a school teacher for, for about 10 years. Um, uh, before ministry, before I believe the Lord was using those years to mold me. I was like, <laughs> if I can teach kids, I can teach adults, right? Um, and, uh, and and during during those years, right? Yes, God God was was, was formulating me and, and showing me things. And even even early in ministry, I, I played guitar for uh, for different people for a while. And, and and you know what? If I can be really just transparent with you. I, I took me some time to mature into the idea that I wasn't the best guitar player. Wow. That there were, that there were other people that did it better than me and that, and that was okay. Wow. 
it 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 really it really took me some time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be here and try to be like, ah, you know, I I, I got over that pretty quick, or you know, I mature I, I I mature faster than others. No, no, no. Um, that that was that was really um, something that the Lord had to deal with me, and wow. you know, the, the the pride of music, the pride of being a, a musician and a good musician, right? The pride of having the right sound and and to be able to collaborate with certain people. Uh, but then when God started teaching me and, and kind of showing me like, Hey son, you know, you're, you're, you're running your, your race, you're in your lane, you do these things, right. But, uh, it's okay if there's other people that are doing it a little bit better than you, because they have their own, uh, lane to, to run yes. in, they're doing their own thing. And, and I'm going to do something with them that I can't do with you and just, and just start being okay with that. And, so and it took me a little while. But praise God, I think I was able to mature in that aspect. And that's kind of helped me even in the aspect now of ministry and, and leading ministry uh, is that, hey, man, we're, 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 we're better together. We win more together. Um, and I can bank off of your strengths. And that's yes. okay. Yeah, I, I love this so much because several phrases come to mind. One of them is like, just because somebody else is winning doesn't mean you're losing. Right. Yeah. Like you can yeah, both be absolutely. winning right in your own areas. And again, what are we building for? And I think God ultimately yeah. is calling us to build for his kingdom. But how many of us are trying to build our own castles? Yeah, You know, and how many people are trying yeah. to like, we're trying to build our own thing and our own name and all this stuff. But um, there's definitely power and collaboration. We can get further, faster together. And so somebody who is now like, okay, I want to build a team, um, but where do I even start? How do I do that? I know you guys started your church. I'm sure you've, you've started different uh, teams or ministries within your church organization. What are some yeah. of the, what's some of the thought process that comes behind that? Because you didn't start, I'm assuming now, but you didn't start with mm -hmm. every team and every ministry on day one, but things developed over time. But so what's the thought process behind that? Starting something new like that. Yeah, you know, uh, at the beginning of our ministry, you know, when when we when we first met you and and you came, and we're so grateful to you that 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 took on that invitation, you know, in that little barn where I don't think a lot of a, a lot of uh, preachers or pastors were looking for to go in to preach. So, uh, you know, thank you for for your heart and your your humility and for believing in us even at that time. But biblically speaking, um, there, there's going the Bible says to pray. Mm. pray for the laborers pray so for the people that will unite with you i think sometimes we're looking for all of the you know we're, i'm not saying reading is not good i do plenty of reading and and all and, and reading is, is is wonderful getting educated is wonderful uh, learning from different people and understanding how god is is building teams in other locations and all that is is great but sometimes i think we're looking uh rather for um uh, for strategy um than for um revelation Wow. And for God's provision, you know, it, it, God is not going to work in your ministry like he's going to work in, in ours or in ours like he's going to work in yours. Uh, there's something that the Lord is, is trying to do with us and with you or anyone else that's listening right now um, that bypasses what he's doing with me or what he's doing with you. Yeah. And I think so a lot of times it's not, it's not just looking for the strategy or just or going to the conference to see what insight you can get. But if the Holy Spirit is, 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 uh, is our revelation and our inspiration and our guide and our mentor, then 
then I think that that's where we should be turning first. Um, ask the Holy Spirit for revelation. Holy Spirit, you know, and pray. Pray for laborers. I mean, the, Jesus said that, that there's, a, there's a lot of work to do. The harvest is plentiful. and The laborers are few. Pray to the Lord for laborers to pick up this harvest because, yes. man, you know what? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not in this to... To, uh, to get people transferring over to my church. I'm in this to win souls for Christ. I'm in this to yes. populate heaven and empty hell. And, and the way we're going to do this is by asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, send us to people. Help us. You know, it, a lot of our people, and I'm grateful to this, I'm grateful for this because there's a challenge here, but there's also, um, there's also a, a great uh, a sense of, of um, I can say, um, just holy pride in a sense. And, and, and let me explain that a little bit is that a lot of our leaders uh, we've had to build from scratch. Uh, they're, they're, they're new people, people that are coming from, um, from a different faith or denomination. I'll, I'll say, I won't go into detail there, but um, this is, this has been their first ministry where they're actually leading. Wow. So, so this is a challenge. The challenge, right. Is, is that you have to build them. <laughs> you have to pour into them. You yeah. have to spend time with them. You have to show them. And, and sometimes it's like a lot of redirection and a lot of, no, that's not how we're going to say that. And that's not yeah. how we're going to do that, right? Uh, versus someone that maybe has experience at other churches or whatever, you just kind of tweak, you know, certain things there and and uh, and you kind of just uh, do a little bit of that DNA transfusion, right? Where there's some yeah. things that stick, but some things that don't. Um, but that's what, if we're asking the Lord for laborers and just be prepared. Um, to build, be prepared to mentor, be prepared to disciple, be prepared to pour into them, be prepared to spend time with them because we can't, we can't expect them to do things that we have not personally one-on-one -on -one voiced or, or uh, drawn out or concerned so or counseled good. with. I love that. I love that you said the word build because that's what it is going to, that is what it's going to take. And, mm -hmm. you know, how amazing would it be if within our churches or in our lives, like, you know, five, uh, you know, level five leaders walk in, like they're perfect. They're ready. Oh, to yeah. go. And they're like, <laughs> yes, tell me what to do. Where should I go? But often, yeah, yeah. Times, you know, that's not going to be the case, you know, exactly. so you're going to have to yeah. work with people and they might be a little rough uh, around the edges, but something that always keeps me humbled and willing to do that is. Hey, somebody one time took the chance on me. That's it. You know, somebody one That's time took it, the chance on Elias. You know, he didn't yeah. always know how yeah. to play the guitar. Uh, I didn't exactly. always know how to preach. I don't even know if I know still how to <laughs> preach, right? But like somebody yeah. took a chance on yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, uh, people are waiting to be led. People want to yeah. be led, if, especially if they're coming to our churches, if they're, if they're showing interest. Um, and I think there's something definitely powerful there that, Hey, somebody one yeah. time took a chance on us and it's going to require us building. And so, yeah. um, it might not be, um, it might not look like what we, they might not look like what we want them to look like right now, but inside there. Right. And I mm -hmm. think the image that comes to mind is like a statue sculptor, you know, yeah. the, they have to have the vision to see like a huge rock. Exactly. What's inside that what, rock? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and uh, they've got to be able to chisel away the pieces. And, and at the end, there's a masterpiece. But at first, Absolutely. you know, it doesn't it doesn't look like that. And uh, and so you got to definitely you definitely got to build. You definitely got to identify and start with those who are around you. And obviously, we're praying all the way through. Yeah. Um, but, well, you know, for those of us who are now leading teams, uh, you've led teams for years now. What are maybe what are a couple of things that you have seen break teams apart? In other words, things that, hey, we shouldn't allow these things to creep in because, I mean, that's one of the fastest way to to break the culture, break the healthiness of that team apart. Is there anything that you could think to that say, hey, be, be mindful of that? Yeah, you know, um, uh, by the grace of God, I... Uh, I'm working on my doctor right now, but when I was, when I was going to, when I got my master's in Christian leadership, one of the classes I truly, truly enjoyed was a class having to do with conflict resolution. Mm. And, and the reason why is because, you know, yes, we're, we're a body of Christ. Yes. We're brothers and sisters. Uh, but brothers and sisters have disagreements. Brothers yeah. and sisters don't always see eye to eye. Yes, maybe the rules at home are the same. Maybe the, the same familial dynamic um, is is, um, is is created within the household. But there are there are still disagreements. There are still different perspectives, right? Everyone's the home is here, but everyone has their own vantage, right, and their own insight. And so the disagreements come in. So that happens. Uh, that that will that will happen consistently consistently inside. Um, Inside the, inside the church, there, yeah. there's always going to be conflict because, um, you know, everyone uh, has their opinion. Everyone has a, 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 a methodology or an ideology that works for them or has worked for them in the past. So there's always going to be moments where they don't see eye to eye with leadership. Um, and so I think it's important that, that we, are, we are versed in conflict resolution. And so my approach to that is, I kind of take what, what scripture says here too, is that I don't let the sun go down without addressing it. Now I'm not saying it gets, it gets resolved that day, but at least we begin to talk about it that day. As soon as I hear something or something, I get wind of something. Uh, I try to, Hey, get me on a, on a phone call, you know, set me up on a, on a lunch date with somebody uh, so that we can talk about this situation and start to formulate a plan where we can bring things back together again uh, in agreement because 99% of our, of our issues happen because uh, things are not communicated or they're misinterpreted. Wow. And so when we're able to, as leaders, and this is not that I'm against texting or I'm against WhatsApp or any of the other things, but I like to, I like to make phone calls. Yeah. Why? Because you can hear my, 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 my mood, you can, my intonation, my prosody, my, my fluency of my words, you know, uh, what, it, it's, a, it's, it's a lot easier to communicate um, through voice, through Zoom now, right, than, than through a text message, especially when it is something uh, having to do with conflict. Because yeah. so many, you know, a, a word in, in my culture might be something totally different than a word in, in someone else's culture. It might be the same word, but it has yeah. a totally different uh, meaning or an innuendo or whatever it would be. Yeah. And so to me, it's, it's, let's nip this in the bud. This is what happened now. Okay. 
let's, let's bring the parties together. Let's talk about it because I guarantee you that 99% of the time things are going to get fixed. It, we're going to have a, we're going to have better relationship. We're going to have a, a better sense of agreement a better sense of vision when we can just talk. Let, let me, let me stop you right there. Let me ask you, does that come naturally to you? Or is that like in your personality or like, Hey, let's figure this out right now. Or is that something you had to work on too? I think it's something that I had to work on, um, but it was something that when I was, again, going through this class and, and reading some of the material that I read was something that I think that the, the Holy Spirit just kind of, kind of resurfaced within me. It's just like, this is, this is something that, 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 this is something that ministry is about. And, and, yeah. so, and so to bridge gaps, uh, to not give the enemy a, 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 a foothold in this, um, the Holy Spirit, the counselor is going to give us insight and is going to give us the words and is going to give us the wisdom to be able to, uh, to bridge gaps. That's so good. And, and I, I would challenge all of our listeners today to maybe change in perspective and, and understand and see that conflict isn't necessarily a bad thing. Conflict is exactly. natural, it's healthy, it's found, like you said, in every relationship context, and they can make us better. At least I've come Absolutely. to realize with a lot of the couples that we help to give pre-marriage counseling in, and uh, even after they get married too, is, you know, there's a relationship with no conflict, somebody's not speaking their opinion. Come on. That's right. <laughs> you know, somebody's right. not sharing what they really want, <laughs> and they're still yeah. like, oh, whatever you want to do, babe, whatever you, wherever you want to go. And I'm like, like yeah. no, <laughs> they what you want too, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because conflict doesn't doesn't have to be a bad thing, and we can we're still on the same team. We understand that uh, our enemy isn't our brother, isn't our sister, but we're we're one, we're together. Mm -hmm. And I love Absolutely. that you said that because I think you're right. A lot of our a lot of our issues at times can be. Hello. There you go. Cool. So uh, I love that you're saying that because uh, I love that you said that uh, a lot of it's under falls under the umbrella of communication because um, that's right. You know, sometimes it was something so small that just got mistaken or taken out of context or wasn't fully explained. Right. And then if right. and when we don't address things certain certain things right away, then we have the potential to grow into something bigger. And so I love your approach of going in, going at it right then and there and yeah. helping people walk through it. You know what you said right now, Joey, is, is, is right on, man. It's just the fact that conflict doesn't have to be a bad thing. 
you know, and, and we, we, we get better when there's conflict resolution, when we can come and understand each other's points of view. So, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, 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 I um, yeah, that, that's just, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. Well, Hey, as we begin to land the plan, I want to definitely encourage, uh, I want to take a moment to encourage any of our leaders who are maybe find themselves uh, either starting off or maybe currently in just a tough season. And specifically mm-hmm. when it comes to teams, maybe they feel like they're not able to, maybe they feel like their team is coming apart. Uh, what would mm-hmm. you say to those leaders? And then would you, would you mind saying a word of prayer over us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, leader, if you're in that situation right now, I'm going to encourage you to not throw in the towel. Yeah. You know, we need, we need you. The body of Christ needs you. Your church, your pastor needs you. Your family needs you. Don't throw in the towel. I know there are moments where, where that's the easiest thing to do. It just seems like you're up against this enormous giant, but let me just encourage you. Keep pressing keep praying and keep walking. If you have to crawl, crawl. If you have to walk, walk. If you can run, run, but don't stop. We, now more than ever, are we, are we needing um, Christian leaders to rise up and lead like Christ led, lead like Paul led, lead like Timothy led lead like peter led and 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 i'm using these biblical references and i learned there's a lot of other people around us that we could we could mention as well because god is is has has raised uh, even in this generation uh wonderful amazing intelligent wise leaders but you're one of them too don't stop don't stop praying and and i just i would tell you wholeheartedly you know as a pastor that that this is not the time not right now, not in this generation. You know, Judges 2.10 tells us that after uh, Joshua and, and those fathers were gathered up to their fathers, to their ancestors, that there was a generation that grew up that, that neither knew the Lord or knew the works of, of their God. And let me tell you, this is a moment right now that although you might be up against it, keep sharing your testimony, keep sharing your strategies, keep sharing your yeah. love for this generation and allow God to use your story to impact and, and to bridge the gap of the generation that, that we're trying to lead. Um, so go in Jesus name. Uh, I'm here. I know Pastor Joey is here. Uh, you have a, you have a network of people around you that are that are rooting for you. And 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 more than us, I believe that that God on His throne is is your biggest cheerleader. He's your biggest fan. He's your yeah. he's your biggest go 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 go. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'll never forsake you. So in Jesus' name, I encourage you. Get up. Keep walking. Keep running. And, and keep doing what God has called you to do. So, so I'm going to take this moment, Joey, again, just thank you for the privilege uh, to do this. And let, let's pray. Father, this uh, afternoon, we're grateful. We're so grateful for you. We're for, so grateful to um, be called your, your children. And, oh God, so grateful to be called to do what it is that we do. Lord, it could be anyone else, Lord, but it. It's us, and, and we're, we're grateful for this opportunity, for this privilege to lead in this generation. 
in this generation full of doubt and chaos and confusion, you have called us to be the forerunners. You have called us to be uh, the trumpets in this season. Lord, I pray for wisdom. I pray for understanding. I pray for uh, sensitivity of your Holy Spirit, God, that our ears would be in tune to what your voice is saying, Lord God, that we would we would see beyond our four walls, that we would see beyond the problem that is perhaps before us, that we would see beyond God our own strategies and and our and our own uh, knowledge, Lord, and and that we would perceive what you are doing, what you are saying, what you are showing us, Lord, and that we would pursue that calling above our own, Lord. I pray, God, for anyone right now that that just is in need of of being refreshed, of being encouraged. I ask that the Holy Spirit would would just knock on their door right now, remind them, Lord, that this is their time. This is their season. God, this is their moment, Lord, to do what you have called them to do. Father, I pray for every leader. I pray for God, their their wives. God, I, I pray for their children. I pray for their ministry. God, I, I pray for uh, their 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 uh, leadership teams within their ministry. God, I ask that you would give us supernatural wisdom, that you would give us, God, rest in you. I know as leaders, we need that too. Father, I bless your name and I thank you for all that you have done and for all that you will do. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Mr. Elias, thank you so much for being with me today. It's been an absolute joy for anybody wanting to follow or get connected or just keep up with what God's doing in your life and ministry. What are some of the best ways that they can do that? Well, I, I am, uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I don't do Twitter anymore, but I'm on those too. You can find me at Elias Garza um, and, and you can search for me there. And uh, also our ministry pages uh, calvaryrgv.com uh, and also you can find us on social media at CCC for Calvary Christian Center uh, Westlaco or CCC Car McAllen for our, uh, our McAllen campus as well but we're here to serve it was an honor to be with you thank you for thinking of us and um, uh, praying for you Joey uh, for you for you uh, Zarelis your, your beautiful family and your, your church and what God is doing through you guys as well God bless you thank you thank you so much well, hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Hope you took a lot of nuggets and wrote uh, lessons down. I was taking some, some notes here as well. And it really means a lot that you be with us today. Hope you have a great one and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. For more information and additional resources, check out joeysalazar.org and follow him on Instagram at joeysalazar. Please feel free to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Once again, Thank you so much for joining the Joy Salazar Leadership Podcast.